Hello, hello, hello! It is May 10th at 5.10pm. What's going on, everybody? Uh, shout out to our folks over in Auckland, Canton, Michigan, Amsterdam, London, Ontario, Huddersfield, Kirklees, don't even know where that is, sorry, Baltimore, Maryland, Cleveland, Ohio, Texarkana, Arkansas, Lancashire, Lancashire, oh my lord, what are they doing to me? Redondo Beach, Mobile, Alabama, West Wickham, Bromley, Shalott, North Carolina, Shalot, Shalott, do I know you down there? I know some people in Shalot, uh, Moscow, and a whole bunch of other names that I can't pronounce. So, kind of crazy that this is a global thing. I remember being over in the Philippines, I see my uncle married a Filipino while he was in the military, and I get over there just at the time when Duterte, the uh, new-ish president at that time, uh, was cleaning up the streets. He was locking these motherfuckers up. Um, There's all sorts of terrible drugs, meth, heroin, uh, people just shooting each other in broad daylight. My my aunt's brother got killed just a drive-by shooting, and it was bad. It was bad news bears, and so Duterte just fucking, it was either lose your drugs, get arrested, or die. You had three options, and uh, they were very willing to shoot. Like, if you ran from a cop, they shot you. You know what I mean? If you were found to have drugs and you resisted arrest, they shot you. And the people they did catch, they put them in the prisons, and these prisons were so overstuffed. I remember seeing pictures, just guys laying side by side by side, all touching each other. Some people were like, oh, it's a human rights atrocity, it's a terrible violation, blah, 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 blah. Um, And, you know, I don't know where I fall on that personally, because I don't think prison should be a pleasant place, and I don't think people should be locked away for 15 years. Like, that's insane. That changes you. You know what I mean? It's not... You're not teaching anybody after 15 years. You're not teaching anybody after three years. I mean, why not just make it so miserable that you never want to go back? You know, 30 days is an eternity. Listen, I was meditating in California. I had to med- I meditated for 10 hours a day. Nobody was allowed to talk. Noble silence. One freaking day was an eternity. One hour was an eternity. What is 25 years? Come on, that is nonsense. Like, that is the privatized prison system. Uh, but anyway, so I'm over in the Philippines, and we're down at the beach. We're getting ready to do some snorkeling. Uh, we take the motorbike down there because everybody drives a motorcycle. Uh, not a racist joke here, but how many Filipinos can you fit on a motorcycle? The answer is always one more. God bless America. Uh, they were fitting eight, nine. I swear on all that is holy. I saw eight Filipinos on one motorcycle. Obviously, a bunch of them were kids, but super happy people. Okay, I love the Philippines. I love Filipino people. You will not find harder working people, perhaps, other than, you know, the salt of the earth here in America. But these these guys are workers. They are friendly. They are, they are happy. Um, fantastic, fantastic place. They treated me so well. I hope I treated them well back. I was in the boondocks, man. I'm talking dirt floor huts, you know, people pissing holes in the ground. And, you know, our first white guy, some of these people I've ever seen, I remember I got my hair cut on that trip to the beach. And the guy asked if he could keep my hair. <laughs> I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. It was three pieces of plywood and a tarp. It was his barber shop. And I go in there. And so he puts it all in a little paper baggie and sets it up on the shelf. <laughs> But I bring this up because we're going to the beach, and I'm, I'm like, hey, hey, uh, uncle, you think we could get a little weed? And so we're asking around, and dude, it was mum. Mum was the word. Like nobody said boo. It was like, uh, maybe like, maybe last year, you, you know, we could have got you some, but not now. <laughs> you know, not now. People were literally. I'm telling you, the police were killing, just straight up shooting folks. Um, so, oh, well, that's how it goes. And that's not terrible. It gave me a nice little three week, three week sobriety. 
uh, from the herb at least. You know, they were drinking White Label out there, San Miguel. It's uh, basically like a just a pilsner or a lager. You know, just a almost like you drink a Budweiser or something. That's basically what it was, just a little lighter. And they drank a lot of that out there, and I drank a fair bit of it too. The other thing they had was tuba. It's a coconut wine. So every morning you see these guys climbing the coconut trees, and they, they had used their machetes to cut little steps and handholds in there. They climbed the coconut tree, and up at the top would be like a giant Coke bottle, you know, like a full one liter. And so all night what would be happening is the sap, they, they'd cut a little hole in the base of the palm frond, and the sap would drip down into the bottle. And you take that sap and you add a little bit of coconut fiber to it. And all of a sudden fermentation starts taking place. You know, it starts to bubble. And you store that long enough and it turns into wine. And you store it for a really long time, it turns into really, really good wine. I can't remember, there's a different name for it, but it, it's a really deep ruby red. And, and it's sweet, it's delicious, it's so good. Um, so yeah, there's tuba for sale everywhere. So I drank a fair bit of tuba. Drink a fair bit of San Miguel, uh, but no herb, and and that's okay. I got back to the states, and it it probably wasn't like like two weeks before I uh, probably less than two weeks, and I started smoking again. You want to hear a crazy story, man? I so I had a phenomenal, phenomenal student teacher experience. You know, my my host teacher, sponsor teacher, she was old school. She was there when the building door building doors opened. And a very highly regarded, well-respected, and I could see why. You know, she, she had a system down. Like, these kids were responsible. They were autonomous. It was it was phenomenal. She's a little old school for me in some ways. You know, she you know, still kind of used the public shaming. And don't get me wrong, that works really well uh, in terms of getting immediate uh, effect on a kid's behavior. But it, it, it is kind of scarring. And I used to do that, but I, I do it a lot less now. And I, I don't actually do it that way. But whatever, you know, hey, listen... You, these kids leave her, and they know how to read. But she's a sweetheart, and one day I see her standing outside the school like she needed a ride or something. So I pull up, and I'm driving this beat-up old Honda Civic. I'm like, hey, hey, you need a ride? And she comes over to my car, and she looks inside, and she quick backs up, you know, because my car was disgusting. And she's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm just, my husband's going to be here in, like, two minutes. I'm like, okay, no worries. Well, as I drive away, I look down in the seat. Yo, I had an eighth of marijuana sitting on my seat. Now, this lady's old school. I told you this. She's a she's a believer. Like, she could have had me turf from the program immediately. I think if she had seen it, she would have turfed me. Um, so she just must not have caught it, you know, not looking for that kind of a thing. But this is what marijuana does to you, man. Like, you just, you drop the fucking ball on things. And so if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're trying to, to stick to the path, I... I'm having a horrible time sticking to said path, but I will be the first person to look you in the eye and say, uh, when this stuff starts to become a regular present, starts to have a regular presence in your life, you're screwed. Like, you're going to make a mistake, and it's going to be a big one. You know, I missed out on that property. Uh, How many times have I hurt family by showing up, you know, stoned somewhere? Almost lost my job with this uh, teacher incident. I mean, the list goes freaking on and on. You know, stuff you forget, little things you forget. You know, you let down the loved ones in your life. I can't, I can't keep my thoughts in my head if I'm smoking regularly day after day, man. Stuff just flies right out. I have no short-term memory. Obviously, you guys know about my speech problem. If this is your first time listening, I went to speech therapy for, oh, at least, at least four years when I was in elementary school. I was actually labeled uh, special education in kindergarten because nobody could understand me. And it's very visible, you know, over the weekend, uh, I had smoked those two days, but I was still all right. 
And then Monday night, you know, it's a weeknight, I'm not supposed to smoke. I cracked. I had that three-minute little window there before I visited my sister. And I smoked, and literally right after that, I was talking to the wife. She's like, what'd you say? I'm like, da 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 She's like, oh, okay, I, I, I wasn't sure what you said. I said, why? She goes, well, it kind of sounded like, well, you know, just mumbling right through my nose. So fuck me, you know. I, immediately it's like, dagger to the heart, you know, goddamn, that sucks. So Thursday, I feel myself jonesing. I'm back, though. I'm right here with you. Tuesday, I was clean. Wednesday, I was clean. It's Thursday. I'm going to be clean. I didn't meditate this morning. That's probably why I'm jonesing so hard. Freaking just fell back asleep, man. This Waking up at 3.30 every morning to meditate. I got to tell you, it's cool. You know, I feel like a badass. Jocko Willink, you know, he gets up at 5 or 4.30. And I want to start posting pictures of, of my clock. You know, you think 4 o'clock's cool? You think 4.30's badass? Try 3.30, motherfucker. You know, a lot of people are still awake right now. Um, you know, they're just going to bed and I'm getting up, but if you're, if I'm smoking, the quality of my sleep is shitty. And so the five hours in bed is not enough. And if you are sick, which I was for a long time and you know, my wife is sick. So apparently she was tossing and turning, getting out of bed six times last night. Um, sitting up in bed, coughing, all this kind of stuff. Uh, man, it, it kind of wears you down. And so anyway, I was worn down. And you know what's wild though? What's really, really wild is I was I was dreaming, woke up at the alarm, you know, stayed in bed like a clown, you know, started lucid dreaming basically, like not really asleep. And I remember in my dream, I was like, you know what? I'm visiting a friend. I was out in the streets, you know, I was looking at Google Maps or whatever, and I knew there was a dispensary nearby. I'm like, okay, well, man, should I go? Should I not go? I'm like, you know, and then you get that whole like self-destructive feeling and I, I I don't know if you know what this is like but just that feeling of like I'm gonna do something that's temporarily pleasant and that I know is bad for me and I'm doing it like with full cognizance it is a really strange sensation like it starts in my chest and it kind of spreads out through my biceps like it's just it's like when you know it's wrong you know it's self-destructive that's all it is so I'm like you know what I'm gonna go I'm gonna fucking go get some weed so I'm in my dream and I can't find it. Like, I cannot get there. I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm driving down this road, driving down that road. The map won't load. The map won't load. And finally, I wake up. And I'm like, man, was you know was the Lord reaching into that dream? Was it was he trying to steer me the right way? You know, or, or, or is the meditation, or is my, my deep desire of being clean and sober um, actually impacting, you know, has it reached a subconscious level at this point? So that was really, really interesting. I did not end up meditating, so I went down, you know, because I was out of time. I guess I could have meditated and not done my back PT, my feet, shooting the bow, and um, uh, what's the other thing I do? My yoga. But I got to, because otherwise I'm really fucked up at the end of the day. My back's already hurting just a little bit. So I did all that stuff, and then I scooted out of there, got to school, did my prep. And, uh, you know, not a bad day, man. I'm not, I'm not going to beat these kids up too hard anymore. I'm not, or should I say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill myself make sure every single moment of the day a kid is doing something 100% academic. You know, for two years, everybody's been locked down, wearing masks. Kids are hot. My school doesn't have AC. It was 85 degrees today. So I ended up setting up some center, setting up some centers. And man, I had the sand table open. I had the Legos out. Kids were on Chromebooks using a program called iReady, which is a you know, just a software, a learning software. And then I had my own station and, and I got to work with three groups and it was awesome and everything was cool, copacetic, no drama, no no nonsense. The kids were happy, I was happy. And it's like, yeah, mm, might need a couple more days like this one. 
Uh, made up for the math test, which I tried to give this morning and minister. Uh, second day in a row, I've tried giving a test. First day was one kind of test. This day was this test, and it was another disaster. So tomorrow is really my last chance. Believe it or not, kids in kindergarten should be able to add and subtract within 10. And they're supposed to know what number bonds are. If you don't know what a number bond is, it's three circles connected by two lines. So you got one circle with two lines coming off of it, and at the end of each of those lines is another circle. So it's like two is in the lonely circle, three is in the lonely circle, and then you follow the lines together, and in the circle with two lines touching it is five. Wow. And it helps you understand fact families, apparently, as I chatted with a fifth grade math teacher on the way home from school. But I'm not a big fan, probably just because I didn't grow up with them. You know, it's like, what the fuck is this nonsense? Uh, I do have a lot, I have the kids do a lot of drawing so that they can conceptually understand like what we're working on in math, but... Anywho, just like I said, I, I'm glad for this unit to be over. We're getting into teen numbers next, and uh, that should be pretty interesting. Don't know if I'll be turkey hunting this weekend. Uh, my calling sucks. It sucks so bad. I, I will never, ever call a turkey in. Like, I know it. Um, if I go out Saturday morning and try to go turkey hunting, there ain't no way I'm calling a turkey in. It's not going to happen. So, do I still go out, you know, or do I go fishing instead? I'm not a big fan of catching or at least fishing anymore. It's deep, deep, deep in my blood. I, I've been fishing my whole life. I got fishermen on both sides of the family, three generations back. But I, I'm just, I'm having this idea about animals being sentient. Like, I can't get it out of my head. Like, how could they possibly prove to us that they are self-aware? They can't. They have no idea what our letters are, no idea what our vocalizations are, uh, total inability to interact with us in our own environments how is a whale gonna come up on land they can't of course there was that time period when whales were all killing themselves on our shores right they were beaching themselves probably because the freaking sound was too loud but i digress so anyway catch and release fishing to me at this point it's just practice for doomsday i don't know if you've noticed but uh germany they just released the news the uh top financial advisor whatever says we should anticipate global famines global freaking famines famines and uh, if you're in the good old us of a Biden currently blaming it all on the war in the Ukraine. Total fucking nonsense, obviously. Uh, so insane. So insane what these politicians do. And it's not just a liberal thing. It's not just a conservative thing. It's fucking all of them up there. It's so goddamn corrupt. It's not even funny. And it, it's weird because we're just trying to go about our lives, you know, working, taking care of our family. In the meantime, they're just fucking doing whatever they want. Nobody's holding them accountable. It is bizarre. It is it is crippling, crushing. I feel so awful. I don't know what the state of the world is going to be like if and when I ever have kids. And it's just, you know, it can weigh you down, man. It can weigh you down. But the thing is, what I try to tell myself, and maybe you can tell yourself this too, I don't know, people who have, let's say, depression, right? Like my wife has depression. There are things that get them down, that weigh them down, that they perseverate on. You know, they, they're worthless. They're they're feeling guilty. They they feel like they have no energy because the uh, the pressures are overwhelming. And so, what I'm trying to tell myself is that the the politics of the world and the finances of the world and the the agriculture of the world is just another one of those things. You know, oh, it's outside of my control, and so you know, why would I let that get me down when I certainly wouldn't let uh, getting a bad grade, let, you know, get me down. I don't know you guys, but just trying to stay focused, take care of myself by taking care of myself. I can take care of others. And when others can take care of themselves, they take care of others. It's a ripple effect. Listen to Jordan Peterson. He talks about it 
He says, if you, you're impacting 10 people every day, and those 10 people are impacting 10 people, and so the positive things you do or the negative things you do have a far, far greater reach than you could possibly anticipate. Really, really interesting. He went into the whole stats of it. It's something like 10,000 people. I don't know. It's 10 times 10 times 10. You know what I mean? Like, add them up. It's a factor. Well, no, it's not 10 times 10 times 10. Uh, well, no, yeah, it is, because that's exponents, right? So it's 10 people who are influencing 10 people each. There's 100 who are then influencing 10 people each. It's 1,000. And so that, that just goes throughout your day. I mean, think about it. One person who fucks you during a day, like all of a sudden you got a bad attitude the rest of the day. Everybody you talk to, you're kind of a Debbie Downer, right? Weighs you down. But when you're kicking ass, you know, skipping, frolicking through the daisies, whistling, you know, telling funny jokes, you're lifting other people's spirits. Well, all that person's spirits are lifted. Who lifts the next person's spirits? So I'm trying to be that guy for my team right now. I don't know where you work, but... Fuck, everybody is so freaking stressed. You know, they are overwhelmed. And if you can be the person who, you know, is going about business as usual, who sees the bright side, who finds excuses to be happy, man, keep it up. Good on you. You know, we don't, can't do it all day, every day, but, uh, you know, if you got it in you, just keep it going. And so we're going to dive into the word here because it's got a lot more common sense than I do. And so we're in Proverbs. If you've been following along, we're in Proverbs chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. I'm sorry, this is one that's titled, The Woman of Foolishness. Mm. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has prepared her food. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maidens. She calls from the tops of the heights of the city. Whoever is naive, let him turn and hear. To him who lacks understanding, she says, Come, eat of my food and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake your folly and live, and proceed in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets dishonor for himself, and he who reproves a wicked man gets insults for himself. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will still be wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself, and if you scoff, you alone will bear it. The woman of folly is boisterous. She is naive and knows nothing. She sits at the doorway of her house, on a seat by the high places of the city, calling to those who pass by, who are making their paths straight. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks understanding, she says, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. And as reading this out loud to you guys, because I've, you know, I've, I read Proverbs once or twice, been taking notes on it, but not reading it out loud is like, man, there is a lot going on here in terms of the men, the man and the temptress, you know, and the adulteress. And Proverbs keeps going. It's it's 15, I'm turning the pages here, what, 18 chapters, oh my God, it just keeps, uh, 20 chapters, uh, blasphemy, I guess. Anyway, it keeps going, so maybe it's just because it's the early part, but it makes me wonder why that is taking such prominence. Like, how significant is it that this piece of wisdom and knowledge, because remember, the Bible is a collection of, of stories and, and, and wisdom and, and dialogues, intellectual thoughts, you know, spiritual thoughts that have proven the test of time, right? Nobody took a shitty ass like, oh, the sheep went to the farm 
and the wolf came also, but a tree fell down, and the fish all died. Uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. And so nobody would write that down. Nobody would pass it along for another 2,000 years. They wouldn't. But this one has. And so what is it about the temptress? Like, what is it that leads you down that path of destruction and death? You know, I, I struggle. I didn't meditate this morning, so I'm sitting on the can. What happens? You know, I, I almost made it. I almost made it off when I got home from school. But probably like 60, maybe 100. I mean, you don't know because time flies when you're doing that. But like probably 120 seconds, you know, I'm on Twitter looking at, you know, semi, you know, softcore pornish type things. And it's like, and I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have been doing that. So I quick got off. I'm like, all right, whoa, 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 wait. We're down the K-hole. So I got off. But I just, it seems like there's a reason. And maybe talking to somebody who's like cheated and then, you know, their life is filled with dissatisfaction and unhappiness or, or uh, you know, their, their marriage falls apart or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's the idea that one who is holy and righteous in their sexual deeds and in their love, you know, with uh, chastity and um, monogamy, Maybe it's that their life is amazing. You know, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's not so much that you're going to die so much as you're you're leaving heaven. You know, it always seems like there's one or the other, right? It's either, oh, I'm in heaven or, oh, I'm in hell. And so I, I don't know why that is, but, you know, maybe we're providing the contrast here. You know, we're trying to give you the fear. You know, you need the fear just so much as you need the carrot to be dangled, right? Like you need the, the, the kick in the ass. Like this is why you don't do it. Uh, and this is why you, this is, this is a good reason. Here's why you stay the path. And so maybe this is just the, the kick in the ass, but I digress. I was getting off in the weeds there. Listen, uh, let's go ahead and you guys shoot me an email, quittingmarijuanapodcast at gmail.com. I'm starting to mull over the idea of getting a few counselors on here, you know, a few psychologists so that we can kind of get into the talk of uh, what addiction is, you know, some scientific ways to try to break these habits. And... Yeah, I don't know. That could be pretty cool. I don't know how I would necessarily do that. Um, like, hey, I'm just some dude in his second bedroom trying to quit smoking weed. And I have a little podcast. And do you want to come on and talk about shit? <laughs> I don't know, man, because people are so busy. They are so freaking busy today. I don't, you know, I don't want to impede on anybody, I guess, you know. But, uh, oh, well, yeah, let me know if you think that would be valuable. Because if you guys do, I'll say, hey, listen, a bunch of people reached out. They want somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about on here instead of this guy with the mic. So could you come on and kind of break it down for us? You know, I just, I want to, I want something to be in it for them too, right? Like, not just that out of the goodness of their heart. Like, is there some way that they would benefit from it? I don't know. Uh, and in terms of our health tip of the week, get out there and get some fucking sun. You know, get that vitamin D in you, man. Go out and do some grounding. Walk on your bare feet and get that voltage in your body a little lower. Don't carry your cell phone by your nutsack. Because this uh, 5G shit is totally scrambling your boys. There's all sorts of research about that. I'm not making it up. MIT, all these Ivy League schools, they've published papers on it. Of course, it doesn't matter because as a society, we want the convenience over the 
safety and, and, and health, which is crazy, right? Because we're all like, safety, safety, safety. Oh, you know, we got to be safe. You know, don't, don't go out and risk anything. Be safe. But, you know, in the meantime, we're like totally content to eat food that's been hosed down with poison. Like, no problem at all. That's, that's great. That's fantastic. Oh, I'm going to stare at a blue light uh, screen, you know, because it's going to kill all the rods and cones in my eyes. But, you know, that's fine, too. So what the fuck is this safe, right? Don't give me that nonsense. But, all right, here we go. Our quote of the day, energy and persistence conquer all things. And that is Benjamin Franklin. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time. Thank you.